Hello, everyone. Glad to have you with us here on the Meet the Pastors podcast. This is our first episode of Many More to Come, which we're really excited about. The purpose of this podcast is to connect our community across the whole world to the latest news and direction and the special people at the Nation's Church in Suwon, South Korea. The reason we wanted to do this podcast is we um, wanted to provide a pretty informal and casual space just to sit down with our leaders and folks on the front line at the Nation's Church to ask them some questions that people, ordinary people that are like us would ask, hear from their hearts, and just catch a scent of the momentum of what God's doing here. Since many of us don't have this direct access to the wonderful ministries happening at the Nation's Church. We really want to connect as many people as we can to these amazing activities. I'm Young Ho Pak, and we have today with us an anointed man of God's truth, faithfully proclaiming Father's message of freedom, strength, and purpose, Pastor John Harris, our senior lead pastor at the Nations. It's good to have you here. Thank you again. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited about uh, these podcasts. Me too. Really excited that we can do this together. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of us, probably, and for those who don't, ha- who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you in person, <laughs> um, I was curious if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. and perhaps what's going on with you lately. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, um, I'm someone that was raised in a Christian home, so I have that beautiful advantage of that heritage where my parents loved the Lord and uh, right from way back whenever I can first remember they introduced me to the truth of the gospel Um, I think at times it felt like I was being dragged along (laughs) to church but of course it wasn't just the services that they blessed me so richly with but their lives the uh, way they raised us as their children and just had such a wonderful Christian atmosphere in the home, so I'm, I'm just eternally grateful mm-hmm. for having that wonderful blessing of, of parents like that, who faithfully introduced me to Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. praise God, when I was seven years old, I, uh, I can remember feeling so convicted that uh, I was not right with God. Wow. And... It was a winter's night, it was cold, it was dark, I was in bed, and a, a, an evangelist had been speaking to us as children mm-hmm. in the church that we were part of, and I was just so much aware that if Jesus returned right then, I wasn't ready. Wow. And I have to admit, I was afraid, because I was listening for my parents in the next room, and sometimes I felt... It had gone too quiet. <laughs> had Jesus returned and was I left? So there was a bit of fear. Definitely. Okay. Definitely, yeah. I, uh, even at that young age, I was aware of the consequences. My. So when I heard the, the room door open and my mum came through to the bedroom area, I cried out to her and I said, Mum, I need you to pray with me. Wow. And so we... We knelt down beside my bed together, and she led me to the Lord, and we prayed together. Amazing. So that was the start of this uh, beautiful journey with Jesus. Praise God. 
I know the one of the strengths of the nation's church is its children's ministry. Mm. Would you say part of your experience as coming to the Lord as a young young child mm-hmm. really impacted your belief about planting seeds in young children? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think we have to remember, of course, that um, even though we may find Christ mm-hmm. at a young age, we are still susceptible to the temptations that are out there and our own flesh nature mm-hmm. that uh, gets attracted to sin. And there is no, of course, guarantee, mm-hmm. but I just have such a conviction in my heart that if we can bring the truth of who Jesus is and the life that he has come to give us and introduce children at a very young age faithfully to that, and as they receive him into their hearts, they just have this head start in life that that those without that, what, what do they have to turn to? Mm. And uh, so, yeah, at the nations, we we really encourage parents to to speak openly and honestly to their children about Jesus Christ. Well, they are such young hearts, aren't they? And there's so much information in this world that they can be picking up and learning from. Yeah. It seems like what you have a heart for is to make sure they have the right truths. Absolutely. And the perspectives to go into this world. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I know for myself it was that moment that transformed my life. I look back and, of course, I was a boy. I made mistakes. I got Mm. things wrong. uh, I sinned. But I know I always had that root that I returned to, that Jesus, as we would say, was living in me. And that when I faced these issues, as a teenager especially, I think, that he was with me. Yes. And that I didn't have to face temptations mm. and the challenges and my own weaknesses mm. on my own I had my parents I could turn to but most of all I had Christ living in me that's such a good point because as I even look back in my childhood sometimes I wish my faith was as simple as it yeah. once was there and I feel yeah. like sometimes my brain gets <laughs> in the way yeah, <laughs> of just living and abiding in that way as a child with his father. Yeah. And it's, it's such an important thing. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That childlike acceptance of what God says to be true. Amen. Well, speaking of children, we wanted to um, see also, you have children. Yes. And as we, just, you know, some of us may not know what your children do okay. or who they are. Yeah. Um, would you mind sharing about that? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We have been seriously blessed with three beautiful children. Um, all of them grown up now, married with their own children. So we are also blessed with eight grandchildren okay. and wow. counting. All right. <laughs> um, Building a farm here, huh? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our, our children, yes, they, they're all loving and serving God and uh, following Him, following Jesus in, in the best way that they know how we have... Um, our youngest is, a, is our son, his name is Jason, and he lives in, in Australia, in Brisbane, and he's married with two boys, they're part of a, a thriving church, and 
serving God there. Then our next child is, is Jane. She's uh, married with her, her son and three sons. They live in Australia also. As well. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in Canberra at the moment, but getting ready to move to Grafton, mm-hmm. where they're taking on the pastorate of a, of a church. And then our eldest is Jenny, mm-hmm. who's married to Pastor Jack. All right, kind of and, him. Yeah, we've seen him around occasionally. <laughs> yes, yeah. Together, they are extremely involved in the ministry that we have within the nations, as you know, called Mountain Child, mm. and are busily involved in doing all they can to reach the remote people's groups of the Himalayas with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, so richly blessed by God with our children and so thankful. You mentioned Mountain Child, and I know we as a church um, talk about Mountain Child quite a bit. Um, But some of our audience there may not know the relationship between Mountain Child as an organization Mm -hmm. and the nation's church. Yeah. Uh, Could you speak a little bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if you go on to the Mountain Child website, what you see there in like the store window Mm -hmm. is the humanitarian side Mm -hmm. of Mountain Child, where there is very serious efforts being given to help these precious people with very practical things, hygiene, health, education, etc. But that really is, is a vehicle that's used to take the gospel mm. to these places, not only where they have previously never heard of Jesus Christ and the gospel, but where it's very, very difficult to, to do that for religious reasons and cultural reasons. And so the, the main thrust, of course, is to reach these people um, who deserve to know about Jesus. And the relationship that that is between the nation's church and mountain child is very much like a marriage. Mm. Uh, God said, <laughs> a man will leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife and they shall be as one flesh. And that really is how the nations and mountain child uh, exist. Okay. Very much one identity uh, serving in different places, but um, inseparable Oh. By vision and purpose, and and the people that are involved in it, all um, are really drawn from the the one body of the nations. Wow! So, I mean, in in terms of its um, beginnings, now was for example, Mountain Child running alongside the nations, and they decided to partner together in this, mm. or how was that? How did that come about? Yeah, that's the... really interesting story, Dan, and that's. Uh, helps us to learn a little bit how Pastor Jack and Jenny mm-hmm. also came to South Korea. That They moved here initially to oversee what was an existing missionary work in Asia. And South Korea provided an ideal place, venue, to manage and oversee that work. Mm-hmm. And what has happened over the period of time is that the nations has been birthed out of what they saw to be a a great need here, but also a great opportunity, where not only do we have so many wonderful South Korean people Mm -hmm. uh, connecting with the nation's church, but we have a lot of foreigners coming through the nation. And um, 
as they do that, as they're involved in their secular work here, it also provides them with a wonderful opportunity for God to work in their lives for his purposes. Right. And so very much we see opportunities there for people to be raised as laborers uh-huh. and to join in the work of the gospel here in South Korea or indeed in the Himalayas mm. with, with Mountain Child. And so over the, these past few years, what has happened is that Mountain Child has, in a sense, uh, matured. It's, it's gained an identity mm. of its own in some ways, very focused mm. in the Himalaya regions mm. and the, the people of those mountains. But the relationship between the two is still very much a very strong marriage. Mm. Geographically, it sounds like it's in different places, but it's the same heart. Very much so. The same identity yeah. and ministry. That's right. Yeah. yeah, very much so. So how did you jump from one part of the map on this <laughs> earth to this part of the map here in South Korea? What was, what, how did that all happen? Yeah, well, obviously God was behind that. <laughs> yeah. um, Absolutely. We had been pastoring in a church in the southeast of England, uh, we had been there about 18 years and became conscious that God was beginning to speak to us about changes mm. in where he wanted us to serve. And uh, in 2008, at the end of that year, we took a trip out to see our son in Australia mm-hmm. and came back via Korea. And it was then that really God started to highlight some potential moves Mm. and I began to talk with Pastor Jack about how he felt (laughs) what did he see would be um, the possibility of this happening in order to help us process this and also pray then we returned back to the UK I felt that the approach that we needed to take was that we needed to hear God in that setting and we had been back no more than two weeks, and God made it very clear that this was where He wanted us to come and be. Wow! Stand alongside Pastor Jack and Jenny and support them in their work, and see how God would move and work <laughs> and have His way. Was that a, a bit of a shock to both you and you and Joe, or mm. was that something that you were expecting? Were you? I'm just curious about your response and reaction sure. to hearing that from God. Yeah, as I said, we knew in our hearts that yeah. something was changing, All right. uh, that God was getting ready for us to move. But I think we believed that it would be maybe somewhere in the UK. Okay. Um, we had given all of our lives to serve God there. Mm-hmm. And so there was an element of shock and having to process that, <laughs> face the cultural changes and the language barriers and mm-hmm. we had never lived outside of the UK before right. so it was it was quite a transition time for us as well I'm sure I'm sure yeah so as as somebody who's been here now for how many years just over three years three years yeah. in Korea now what would you say still as a as an Englishman <laughs> one of the one of your day-to-day challenges living in this in this country, because we all, as foreigners and international people, have our bumpings, right? Yeah, with the with the different things and how that happen here. I'm just curious yeah. about yours. I think the the biggest thing for me, young, is is the language. 
Okay. Um, I find it frustrating yeah. that I cannot communicate like we are now mm-hmm. uh, in Korean, um, especially when I just want to share the Word of God with people or I see that there are maybe Korean folk who God just wants to speak to mm-hmm. and just that sense of frustration mm-hmm. in that, of course, especially in, in stores, mm-hmm. you're trying to buy stuff and just just general communication, that I find is is the most difficult. Okay, it's a barrier. Yeah. We were very good at sign language. <laughs> yeah. Body, like using your whole body Absolutely. as a language. <laughs> Absolutely. As we think about something, because we have a good number of Korean um I guess we just call them members. Yes, absolutely. Um, with us, very wonderful, wonderful part of our church. Mm. It's so special. Yeah. Um, how do you see us connecting with them, and how how do you, what would you as a, as a pastor say to the, our Korean community in terms of really just connecting with the things that God is doing at the nations? What what could you encourage them with? What words do you have? Yeah, it's it's a. Um, when you look at the nation's church, the nation's international church, it's an incredible mix of people, including Koreans, of course. And we believe very much that the role that the Koreans play in the church is absolutely essential. Uh, if you think about foreigners that come to South Korea, most of them will be here just for the term of their contract of work, mm-hmm. maybe one year two years quite natural yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you kind of break that mold then because <laughs> you've been here many more years than that you have my passport I think <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to get returned <laughs> um, but but to have that stability of the core of people that are not only regularly attending but they take their place in the ministry and in the responsibilities and in the vision mm-hmm. of the church is so important that that is made up of Korean people Amen. as well. We are in Korea, we're here to bless and serve this nation and to see people who love God raised up and given opportunities to fulfill the purposes that he's placed in their lives. Right. And so that joining of hearts with foreigners and Koreans together. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a beautiful work that God is doing. We, you know, we sometimes call it a mosaic. Yes, that's the work that's coming in my mind yeah. right now. Yeah. Just so many different backgrounds and cultures uh, and join together this unified diversity, we yes, call it. Yes. And Jesus is the one that, that joins us together. And it's just so beautiful. Amen. So beautiful. Indeed. We, I mean, throughout the years, we've had more of an international community joining in with us. Yeah. Um, and I would say we have Koreans, of course. We have people from Europe, yeah. from North America, um, all across the world. So it's a very beautiful thing to be commun- communing and worshiping with these believers. That's right. Sure. Yeah, we, you know, we run Growth Track. Okay. And we encourage everybody that comes to the nations to yes. get involved in that. We talk about these three main pillars of of who we are, really, freedom in Christ and the strength of the Holy Spirit and discovering our God-given purpose, Mm. freedom, strength and purpose. We 
We started a new course yesterday. All right. And we had uh, we had ten people who had signed up to do that. Yeah. And as we normally do, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to find out their their cultural and national backgrounds. Uh -huh. And so, out of those ten people, there were seven different nationalities represented. Amazing. Yeah. Seventy percent. Seventy percent. And then, so we did another little survey. Okay, what kind of church background do you come from? What denomination? And out of those ten people, there were eight different church backgrounds. Oh my, oh my. So it's just a beautiful mosaic that God, God is building. When we're talking about diversity, it is to the, to the extreme. Really it really is. It, is. it really is, yeah. But so beautiful. Yes, it is. But well, is that about the time that we have for um, this segment? Today? Sounds good. Um, just, just on a short a concluding note, would you mm -hmm. let people know where the Nations Church is if sure. they had never been here before? Yeah, and of course we would love to welcome anybody that wants to come and join with us. We're in the city of Suwon, and we have the great privilege of being able to use the facilities of an international school there. Mm. GSIS, Gyeonggi Suwon International School. And so we use their main auditorium with all its facilities. We have classrooms for the various age groups of the children's and young people's ministry. Mm -hmm. We have access to their cafeteria, mm -hmm. and we're just so blessed to be there. So GSIS in Suwon, and our service starts on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m., but we always say, be early Amen. and join in with other people, have some fellowship together. That's right. And for more information, if you need a map or anything like that, please visit us at thenations.asia. And we just want to really thank you for joining us here on Meet the Pastors. Look forward to meeting you here again next time. And have a good rest of the week.